The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Wimbet. Wimbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, Wimbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Wimbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo. $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. We're also brought to you by SGPN's 57 Bets Challenge. $570 in cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all our contest info exclusively on the SGPN app. And... If you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out our live show at Ainsworth, Thursday, 11 a.m. Register at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. Always powerful, always lively. What a start! Leeds United seize control of Old Trafford. Just seconds on the board, and what a strike to open the game up. And Gonacho skipping past Millier, taking his time. It's a brilliant piece of defending by Vauban. Over getting back on the line, making sure his team don't concede. Go the way of Garnacho. Happy to take on Ailing. Savica once again. Happy to take it on. And Melier had to wave it away. Yeah, good save again. Was going in, hits it reasonably well. Good save by Melier. Now the breakaway led by Garnacho. Players in his way, including Robin Koch. Appeals of hands, but on they go. Somerville in! The white shirts wheel away in the enemy's backyard. A lightning start to the second half, just like the first. Manchester United appeal for handball in the build-up. But Leeds United celebrates. He can do no wrong right now. He just knows where to be and can't help himself but finish. Darrington, who batters the post, having only just stepped onto the field. from Shaw who gets it back from Sancho and Sancho again in the Leeds lead extinguished and it's welcome back to the fold for Jaden Sancho
Leeds United well stopped at the back there. Manchester United go again. Varane is there! And Melier was required from a Leeds United point of view. You are listening to Bet MUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Bet MUFC Twitter account at Bet MUFC. That's at Bet MUFC. You can follow Soccer Gambling Podcast at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can also follow my Twitter account for my premium pay service, LockBetting.com. It is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. It's the same handle for the TikTok. And the Instagram is just Lock. Betting. Now, I recommend that you guys do follow that TikTok account. It is a very useful tool for bettors. We make videos looking at key games in soccer, looking at tennis tournaments, looking at key fights in boxing and UFC, and we analyze the data for those events. So if it's a key soccer game, we'll put up a load of statistics in a digestible video between 30 to 45 seconds. So it's a very useful betting tool. All you need to do is head over to TikTok and follow at LockBetting.com. It's the same handle as the Twitter account. You should already be following the Twitter. You should already have notifications on to get your free plays and to check out the PLs for LockBetting.com. We will be posting the PL for the month of January, which was the 116th month in a row of transparent track profit, replacing the month of December, which features the World Cup futures the january one features the nfl futures so you can see how we did we have had a very very strong season very very strong futures and 12 winning weeks out of 18 in the regular season as we head towards the super bowl this weekend so moving on with this edition of bet mufc of course a disappointing result made even more disappointing by the fact that manchester city are in turmoil and arsenal seem to be having that dip that I predicted they would have. Now, I did think somebody would be there to capitalise, but at the moment, there isn't. Arsenal continue to drop points. Arsenal now haven't won for three games. They've lost two, got knocked out of the FA Cup by Man City, lost away to Everton and were held today at home to Brentford. So they are wobbling but somebody needs to be there to capitalise. I fear it will be Manchester City. I fear that they're going to bounce back in a big way now. I think it will start by winning against Aston Villa tomorrow relatively convincingly. And then perhaps even beating Arsenal in midweek, which will give us a real title race. I'm just dying for Manchester United to get into it. And uh, that result against Leeds, along with the result against Crystal Palace away from home, these were poor results. And they are stopping Manchester United from getting into this title race, making tomorrow's game a must win. If we don't win tomorrow against Leeds, if we drop points to them in back-to-back games, then ultimately we are just looking to hold on to the top four, have a run in the FA Cup, perhaps try to get to another cup final and make sure we do get that trophy in the EFL Cup final at the end of the month. So leading up to this game, we're going to have a listen to what Eric Ten Hag had to say about the upcoming game against Leeds. Obviously, bizarre situation that we are playing Leeds again. This is obviously because of the death of the Queen. The Queen passed away. That meant that the game between Crystal Palace got got cancelled and also the game against Leeds got cancelled the following week because it's a rivalry game. Um, The police from Manchester were needed in London to police the funeral. So Man United were victims of something that was happening nowhere near their area. Therefore, Man United and Leeds got cancelled. And in both of these games in hand, Both of these games that we've had to play at different times because of the death of the Queen, we have dropped points. These are four points that we should have and the table would look very different. If we had those four points, forget about the fact we lost to Arsenal. We shouldn't have lost that game and conceded late on. But forget about that. Just four extra points 
puts us in the title race. But we're not out of it yet. We do need to win this game tomorrow and we just need to see what happens. Manchester City could get a points deduction. Manchester City could still continue being out of sync. Arsenal could continue to drop points. I'm not sure what result I actually want in midweek. I definitely know I don't want an Arsenal win. But I'm not sure if I want City to to win the game to really put some pressure on Arsenal or whether I just want a draw so that we don't lose ground on City either. Because obviously at this point in time, if Arsenal continue to move in a direction that I predicted that they would move in, then uh, City will be there to capitalise. And if that point deduction doesn't come this season or whatever punishment it will be, it will probably take a while to to go through and it will be at the start of next season. But still, that's advantageous to Manchester United because I feel that we are a stronger team than Arsenal. We had a poor start to the season. But since then, if the season started after the first two games, Man United would be the team who would be top of the table. I, I genuinely believe that. That poor start now has been erased by what Eric Ten Hag has done. And next season will be even stronger. These players will be more familiar with each other. We'll bring new signings in in the key positions where we need we need strengthening. And we'll be all ready for a title race. I'm certain of that. And if you take away our main rivals, which are Manchester City, the team with the biggest squad depth, the team would cover in every single position, then Man United can emerge as genuine contenders for the title next season. But there's still a chance this season we just need to stop dropping points making Sunday's game against Leeds an absolute must-win scenario. So we are going to cover that game. We are going to listen to Eric Ten Hag as well. Before we do that, let me just take a quick time out to tell you guys about WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. The big game is here and Wimbet has you covered. Great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at Wimbet. So if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you need to do is head over to sportsgallonpodcast.com slash Wimbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgallonpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Now, the offer subject to change. Terms and conditions available at winbet.com. You must be turning on the older and present in the state where paper winbet is available. If you or someone that you know have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let me also tell you guys about Big Game Bingo. Sign up on the SGPN app and get your own Big Game Bingo card full of all your favorite big game props. If you get bingo, you'll win a $57 SGPN gift card. The only catch is you must be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. And in honor of the big game, SGPN is hosting a prop bet contest. Make your 57 different prop bets with the winner getting a $570 cash getting $570 in cash, sorry, and a $570 gift card to the SGPN store. All these contests are free to play and they're exclusively available on the SGPN app. Let's have a listen to Eric Ten Hag. Welcome to another press conference, this one for our away game against Leeds on Sunday. Uh, so let's get, uh, let's get cracking just one section uh, and we'll start with uh, Simon Peach Press Association. Hi Eric. Um, just wondering if there's any fresh knocks uh, after the, the game on Wednesday and whether Anthony... Martial or McTominay could be available on Sunday? The last, I don't expect, but uh, we have some days, obviously, but um, I don't expect it. And if I can oversee it till now, I don't see any new problems coming up. 
With, with the three of them, can you see them being available for the Barcelona match, or is it longer term than that? I think same answer is, uh, I can't say for 100%, but I don't expect it. Eric, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm just going across. Um, the injuries, obviously you've got some longer term ones, but is that a consequence of playing so many matches? And with the Barcelona games coming up as well, and then you've got an FA Cup game, could that have a, a detrimental effect on your season? Because you're the only team... It's still going for four things. Yeah. Uh, injury. Um, so if you see Christian Eriksen, uh, you can't um, see that as an impact uh, from the tough season. But it's definitely it's a tough season uh, with the World Cup in between and uh, a lot of load. I think overload from the players. And that's quite clear. And I think that process is already longer term going on that yeah, the load on the players uh, is too much I mean people spoke before the World Cup about the impact that the World Cup could have on the domestic season is it going to have an impact on Manchester United in terms of how you're able to train the players the number of players you've got available whether players are tired and you're going to have to push them through anyway yeah but also I say um, Christian Eriksen you can't put that under that uh, under that reason, um, Martial, you can't put that under that reason. So it's also yeah, really uh, individual how we how we can see it and how we find reasons why things happens. But also injuries, and that's um, yeah, if you play top football and uh, you uh, you go across limits and yeah, injuries were coming up. That's also a normal issue, I would say. Um, I, I noticed with, with interest your comments regarding James Sasha coming back last night, scoring. Obviously, Marcus Rashford uh, has been reinvigorated this season, certainly his fault coming back from the World Cup. I wonder how much pride you and your coaching staff take from working with, with young, talented players like that and overcoming difficult situations and then seeing them succeed. Oh, that, that makes this job so, so exciting. And it's, it's wonderful to work with young people and to get the best out of them. And, but finally, and they have to do it by themselves. But sometimes, yeah, they need, they need motivation. Sometimes they need a push. Sometimes they need uh, uh, interaction. Sometimes they need also um, inspiration of a plan. Uh, and I mean, clearly you were less than happy the way you started both halves last night, but did you learn something about this group of players as well and the way they, they ultimately responded? Yeah, of course. I think it's um, it's not easy. Uh, you have to replace some players, um, uh, so the routines are not there. <laughs> uh, that that's obvious. Uh, so we had the combination over the right uh, last week uh, was really well with Aaron and with uh, Anthony, and now yeah, it was a new combination uh, in the holding midfield position. We have to bring another player there uh, on the. Um, Christian Eriksen fell away, so the whole midfield construction um, is new. Yeah, that takes time to get in uh, um, the routines again, and yeah, that it takes games. And yeah, um, that, and that was obvious yesterday. But still, I think then we played yeah, quite well. But uh, the st- both starts killed a little bit our game. Uh, last question, Peter. Eric. Good afternoon. Um, 
two big European nights coming up in prospect against Barcelona in the Europa League. Fresh reports today, though, of a European Super League, a new structure. Where do, where do you stand? Are you, are you an advocate of the fact that European football has to move on and has to change, or are you, are you a traditional supporter of the Champions League? I, I'm aware of the dynamic, what's going on in international football. But if I, have, if I see, if they're coming up new ideas, I have to have a look at it and then I will make an opinion. So I'm not aware because we're playing so many games at this moment. And we um, have to develop this team. We have so, some problems with new players to bring in. Um, so that's where my focus point is. And therefore I need all my energy and about new European competitions. Uh, all the people in this club uh, will have a look at it and will inform me if, if the time is there and if the moment is there we have to make maybe decisions but decisions is up to the club. But the, the, the current structure though, no, no, no real issues with it as far as you're concerned? I, I think that the current structure is good but I think uh, yeah, there will always be initiatives to make it better, uh, to make the football better uh, and I think that's what life is. I think people always want to construct uh, better, and, and but which is a good thing because uh, if it's in favour of the football, it's always good. Yeah, the last bit there was talking about the re-emergence of the European Super League. This isn't really the place or the time to discuss it, but the the new format of the Champions League is awful anyway. I'm opposed to the European Super League because there is no relegation or anything like that. It's just essentially the same teams playing over and over and over again. Um, It does lose that element of allowing um, teams from outside to grow. Because if there was a European Super League, um, you know, a couple of decades ago, there would be no Manchester City. There would be no Chelsea. There would be no emergence of these teams. And if they did emerge, where would they go if the European Super League was closed off? I know the new proposals allow um, an 80-team system where there will be a relegation and a relegation and promotion system across the league tables. But then still, the the new teams outside of those 80 can't get into it. It just, it just doesn't work for me. But when you look at the new format of the Champions League, that's an absolute joke where you just have this massive, monstrous league table and teams play 10 random games instead of six games just so they can secure more television revenue and the top 16 teams qualify and the last 16 teams don't but essentially you are playing 10 random games as opposed to six games to qualify from the group just so UEFA can squeeze a little bit more money well not a little bit a lot more money out of TV revenue so everything's becoming a little bit of a joke everything is too far money orientated and uh, doesn't really make sense and it's hard to be as opposed to the European Super League as I was before just simply because the Champions League itself and everything else is moving in that direction I mean it is ridiculous what we pay for BT Amazon and Sky and on Wednesday a game as big as Manchester United and Leeds wasn't on television and obviously they they tell you not to get stream not to get illegal streaming services not to get dodgy boxes and whatnot but to be honest they should have everything because i can go and get myself a an illegal fire stick and pay a one off payment of 100 pounds and get it um get it refreshed every year for 50 pounds and that would be the cost of one month 
of Sky and BT. One month of Sky and BT comes to £150, a fire stick for an entire year where I can watch every single game, have every single pay-per-view, have Netflix, everything else would cost me 150 And the only thing not the only thing stopping me is that it's not legal, it's not ethical. Well, it's not ethical to charge these prices and not have every game on. So everybody's squeezing money out of everybody and there really isn't too much value to be had. And eventually it is concerning that this bubble is going to burst because how much can you really continue to pay for a player? How much can these TV channels and these TV rights deals continue to go upwards before they're no longer making a profit? And if it gets to that point, then clubs can't pay the players' wages and the the big transfer fees, they will have to come down. So this is all for another podcast that isn't really the time or the place to discuss it. It's just something that came up off the back of uh, some of the stuff that Eric Ten Hag said. But let's move on to the game tomorrow. Leeds versus Manchester United. Man United are the... 20 to 21 favourites to get the win here. It's 14 to 5 on the draw. And Leeds are the 3 to 1 underdogs. I firmly believe that Manchester United work very, very complacent going into that game. If you can see goals either side of the half in the first few minutes, that's complacency. I also believe had that game continued on another 10 minutes with Man United having all the momentum, they would have gone on to win that game. So if they start the way that they finish that game, This should be a comfortable afternoon. I do think this will be a game that features goals. It's difficult to envision that the two teams put up four goals in midweek and we won't see see as many goals here. United have been in fantastic scoring form as of late. They've found a net at least twice in 12 of the last 14 games. The um, United have seen over two and a half goals in 10 of their last 11 matches, while Leeds have seen at least three goals in six of their last eight outings. So that is one way to go. But I'm going to take Manchester United to win here. I like the money line price on Manchester United. Eric Ten Hag will be concerned by the fact that Manchester United have been dropping points as of late. They've only got one win in the last four. And this is a must-win scenario because Arsenal are dropping points. There's turmoil at Manchester City. There's an opportunity to get into the title race here. And uh, I do believe that Leeds overperformed. They did get a little bit of a bounce, but they also got a little bit of luck as well. And if Manchester United, as I said, start the way that they finish the game, they should go on and win it. The data favours us too. Man United have won seven of their eight meetings with the bottom eight heading into the weekend and that includes four wins from four on the road against those teams while Leeds they are winless against the top eight having failed to win seven of their eight home league games so a simple play for you here the main lean on this show is going to be Manchester United to get it done on the money line and that's available at just under even money that's available at 22-21 that's it for me and this edition of Bet MUFC Good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening.